Hello, welcome back to another episode of Love and Flow. So today we are going to be talking about kind of the intersection or between networking and dating. So I think one reason why we really like talking about people to people and relationships is that it's so important at work so far. I mean, you already have Gary Vaynerchuk talking about yeah. emotional intelligence, soft skills, how hard it is to just be empathetic. Um, and I totally agree. There's so much for us to learn. Um, and so we always like to take a podcast here and there and talk about, you know, just career and work and just everything that we do talk about, like 95% of it is transferable to work. But today we're going to be talking about strategies that work both in dating and in networking. And then really how to like, you know, if you're good at dating, how to transfer it over to networking and vice versa. Yeah. And I think, so the reason I actually love this topic is, well, one, it's always fun because just being people to people skills, you can kind of use it anywhere. Right. And I think the other is just thinking about dating, I've just seen so many questions come across on like how, like on social media, on how to build connection, how to get the most out of dates, um, and just having these conversations be productive, right? And it was interesting because as I saw that, I'm also on LinkedIn so much, right? Yeah. And thinking through these things when I'm at work. And so that's why I wanted to like have this discussion because I thought, like you said, there's just so much transferable skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, if you're a good networker, probably a great dater and yeah. vice versa. And if you feel like you're good in one and maybe struggling with the other, it's just because it's not at the forefront of your mind yeah. to be using one skill in another place. Or we just like have this kind of way of thinking that it's just different, right? Like career networking event gotta act a certain way you gotta mm. be prim and proper professional and gotta talk like this and have to have your elevator pitch and your value prop and then right. and dating it's really like completely different like how to know if they're not an asshole like how to you know, how to make sure this is like the right person you want to spend the rest of your life with it seems mm-hmm. more like um what's the word i'm looking for like intense yeah and we talk about this all the time. It's very romanticized, right? So you go about it a different way mm-hmm. than with networking, which is more professional. And like, I think that some people will be turned off by the fact that like, in like with dating, you can use business skills to make your dating experience better. But it's just, again, it's just people are people. Right? And I think that's what's key, right? I mean, obviously there's a huge, there's still a separation, right? Mm-hmm. Like flirting, like when we talk about stuff like flirting, like sexual chemistry and sex, that is obviously split, right? But when, (laughs) that's a whole different conversation. Um, But when you take about what we're, like what we actually talk about, Mm -hmm. it is people to people, right? Yeah. And salespeople do it all the time. They build chemistry with people. So how do they do that, right? So I think like, yes, people could be turned off by that, but I would argue that they should keep an open mind. Yeah. Because it is people to people, right? Emotional intelligence, you hear about it, people talk about it. It's not just limited to work, right? Yeah. You want to be an emotionally intelligent human for your life and for everyone that you interact with, right? Mm-hmm. So the same goes with business skills. We learn leadership skills so that we can learn them and use them and utilize them and leverage it 
kind of in every area of our lives, right? Yeah. So I think it's the same with like what we talk about. Yeah, and I think by the end of this like conversation, like one thing I want to come across with is like at a networking event, there's no reason not to have a great time networking and feeling like it was very, very productive, right? And at the same time, there's no reason why you should feel like you shouldn't have a great time dating, Mm -hmm. right? Like no matter what the case is, no matter whoever, I mean, exceptions aside, right? Right. (laughs) Like you should always feel like that was a good time. That was time well spent. And I think that we just kind of miss the target on like what we're expected to do, what we can do, what's possible, how to have those awesome conversations, like whether you're at a networking event or sitting across the table from your date, mm-hmm. right? So I think that there's a couple of strategies that we can go through today yeah, um, to make that possible. So the first one um, I love because I think it's so transferable. I mean, they all are, but this is one of my favorites. So I think, you know, you mentioned earlier with how we think about networking, right? It's very prim, it's proper, it's professional. People who, and it's coming out now, I think more and more as people are learning people skills, um, right? That if you want to be a good networker, right? You don't go into networking events thinking, what can, what can I get out of this? Yeah. Right. It used to be such an old school of thought to go into a networking event and say, okay, what can I get out of this? Who can I meet here that can offer me this and help me do this with my business or with my career? Yeah. Right. That was a, that was a more of a traditional way of thinking. And I think now we're seeing that the most effective way to network is to really just go in open hearted. Right. Yeah. And just be like, what can I offer someone here? Yeah. Right? Like for me, like, I just want to cut in with like a story. Like I think one of my first like roles was trying to like really go into the startup space and trying to kind of pitch like our type of business right Mm -hmm. um so you go in and kind of scope out you see like which ones like who's like the people you need to talk to right and getting a lot of i guess attention and then like you know the others that are just there to learn right so i'm like i'm looking at the people that like i need to talk to right there are the people on the panel that have a lot to provide so i go there and like get the chance to talk to them i gave them my whole pitch Mm -hmm. what i'm looking for all this shit and I don't know if I can curse or anything. But I mark all of these as explicit, don't oh, worry. Okay, cool. Just on the off chance. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess, like, like you know, kind of give them my spiel, like, everything that, like, what I'm looking for, what we're looking for as a business. And then the guy was just sitting there just being like, so how can I help you? And then I was just like, what is happening? Because <laughs> right? I was like, expecting, you want to help me? Right? And I was just like, I thought the whole point was for me to, like, it was just a basically, like, fast negotiation of these right. networking events. Like, both parties should be like, what can I get out of this? Yeah, right. I mean, like, the more and more I talk to people who are C-suite investors, people who are super successful, they're just like, all they want to do is just be like, how can I help you? Right. right. And I, like, once I started seeing that in the business space, like, okay. I started using it, like, I mean, in our relationship, and it just works. Like, I think it works a lot more than people give credit to. Yeah, I agree. And I think what I love about it is it's just a mindset thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I think this actually came to, like, top of mind for me because um, I was listening to Esther Perel talk on Lewis Howe's podcast. Um, I don't remember which one. But 
at the end, it was just, someone was asking about advice on dating. Mm -hmm. And I love this part. She was like, it is so typical of us when we go on dates or before we go on dates to think, what can this person offer me, right? How are they going to impress me? And how are they going to fit into my life, right? Or what value can they bring to this relationship? Mm -hmm. And yes, there is a place to think about knowing like what what are you looking for? What are your needs, right? And how the person across the table can meet those needs. That's a different conversation. Yeah. But what I love is that it's this mindset of thinking if you go to the table with that mindset of thinking what can they offer me, right? You're setting the stage for you asking all these like you're barraging the, is that the right word yeah yeah with the other person <laughs> with all these questions right you're going like what were the questions i was like using as an example before um like do you want to live in the city or the suburbs right like what are your career career goals where do you want to be in five years like all these questions don't necessarily help you connect all you're doing yeah. is you're list, you're asking these questions to evaluate their value right and how that's going to help you and so i think esther perel's little switch is like just being able to make that switch and a mindset allows you to go on dates just thinking this is a great person i just kind of want to have a good time right like i want to have a good time what can i offer them Mm -hmm. i think even to add on to that like when you are thinking about how can this person add value to my life Mm -hmm. It comes up in your conversation and your tones, and it's so easy to put them in a defensive mood, right? And then when someone's in a defensive mood, they're just not their best. Like, we are our best when we're playful, feeling secure, can, you know, just feel comfortable just being ourselves, right? But now you're just interviewing this person, and you're like, what can I get from you? What can I get from you? And now they're not, they don't have the security to be themselves. And it's like... The whole point of the date is to learn what they're all about. So I think a good analogy is like, well, as we're comparing it to networking, right? Mm -hmm. Is when you're networking, think about the, think about the two instances, right? There's the one instance where you're pitching and then there's the other instance where you're just kind of like trying to meet people, right? Mm -hmm. You're just trying to meet new people and explore who everyone is at this event, right? Which one are you more authentic in, right? Which one are you more comfortable in? Whether you're doing it or it's happening to you, mm-hmm. right? Which one are you more comfortable in? It's probably, most people are gonna say it's not the pitching. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because pitching, similar to what you were saying, it puts you on edge. You're very like, I have all this value I have to pitch to you. Mm-hmm. Or you're sitting here going, I'm on edge because I need to evaluate that you're even worth my time right now. Yeah. Right? So either way, no one is in the mindset of making a connection. Yeah. Um, I think like another thing though, like something that's huge, right? It's just that when you're like in a giving mood, you're in a position, you have the frame of mind of kind of putting your strengths, what you like about yourself Mm -hmm. on the table, right? So like one of our first dates, I was like, okay, so she's hot, she's smart, she's like super confident. And, like, she probably doesn't even know, like, we're at a date, but she probably doesn't know that <laughs> I'm so trying, like, I'm flirting with her, right? So then I was like, okay, Robbie, what can you provide? Okay, well, you're funny and you're goofy. So then the whole time I was just like, yeah. that's what I'll give, right? Like, yeah. I don't need to be, like, who's she going to be to me, like, if things right. work out. 
Like, like these are my non-negotiables. Can she meet all of these, right? Yeah. But like right off the bat. All I did was just like, okay, I'm I'm a pretty funny guy. Like, yeah. Let me just keep doing that. Like that's what I'm gonna give at this date. Yeah. And just like in general. And then I was also like, I'm really curious and open-minded. Yeah. So let me just give that on the date. And at the same time, like at a networking event, like I just went to a networking event and I was just like, okay, like I'm working in a small company. So I can't just like pull the trigger on like people like, oh, I really love your platform. Cool. It's just like, let's set it up and I'll start yeah. paying you thousands of dollars. Right. But then I was like, okay, what can I, what can I provide? Like yeah. one is like, I can provide like encouragement. Mm-hmm. I can provide like bringing people to other people that I know. Like, and I can, I learned a couple of things, like, to get to where I am. Like, I can provide that, right? And then when you're thinking about that giving mentality, like, that's at the front, forefront, like, of your, you know, yeah. of your mind. So then it's so easy to just put that on the table and share and just, again, give, right? So again, so, like, when you're, like, in this take mentality, yeah. you can't even put your, self, your best self forward, right? Like, there's probably so much you can offer to the person, whether it's a potential business colleague or a date, that they don't see because you're trying to figure out what they can do for you. Yeah, and I think that goes into this whole, like, questioning and listening, right? It's mm-hmm. like, both situations, you're going to ask questions. But in one, you're asking questions to evaluate, so you're not really listening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The second is, you're asking questions to listen to see what you can offer them and how you can help them, which helps build that connection. Plus like you tend to ask way better questions. Yeah, because you're actually listening. Right. Um, So I mean, that's like, I think another good strategy Mm -hmm. is just questioning, right? So one of like, I think one of like the catalysts of why we wanted to talk and build up the flow is that like, there's that these skills that like no one talks about, right? And I was just talking to you about, I was like, if I had to write a book, it would be just on questioning. Yeah. Right? Like, so I think kind of like a story on like a big question. Like I was talking to somebody at like this, I guess this meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Right? I was seeing a little shoddy event. Oh, yep. In the city, right? I met this person. He was a programmer. He like tested government and defense like you know like um software mm-hmm. i mean to me i wasn't that excited about it i'm gonna be real, we just don't know anything right? yeah but i was like okay i want to really learn about this person so i was just asking i was like so what got you like into this space and he was just like dude i just I, that was the first question I, i've never heard that question before yeah. and like you can just it just changed right away because he was like wow this person isn't trying to size me up yeah. He's trying to learn about me. And his, you can see it in his facial expression. Yeah. It's just like, oh, wow, okay. He became a lot more comfortable. He got, he got himself to start speaking about himself, which yeah. everyone fucking loves. It's the best strategy. <laughs> right? And then so, like, good questions can, one, just turn around the entire conversation, yeah. but it can literally seg you, segue you right into a relationship. Yeah, and I think it's just... It's just interesting how those two like fall into play too, right? It's like, as you're listening, you can ask good questions, right? If you're in this, like, if you remove all the space of what can this person offer me, now all of a sudden you're just like, this is just a fascinating person across from me, right? Yeah. Like, 
like this person was just a new person that we just didn't know right mm -hmm. they lived a whole life of like experiences we don't know yeah so i just want to learn about them yeah so what do you think like would be a good strategy so because I, I would imagine someone's like okay cool questions but, but like what, what questions <laughs> yeah. right well i will throw that back to you because you wanted to write a book about it <laughs> um yeah so instead of having like a list of questions i think one thing that i always love to do again like let's say that like we go to a museum right mm -hmm. and we see like the sculpture and we're like this is crazy right mm -hmm. like what do we want like i kind of use that type of frame of mindset like how did it come to be why is it here right how did it get here right and then that kind of tells me like to, if i was going to put like a box around it it's like trying to understand the story mm -hmm. of the thing right i mean with most art pieces like that's, that's why true. they're valuable yep. right so it's like what i like to do and i actually do this a lot in networking events is just like i take like a journalistic approach to talking about people mm -hmm. or talking to people right so question number one question is just like how did you transition from being a baby in diapers to like <laughs> being where you are right, right now and then there's always such like these critical deciding points like you will hear people being like you know i was in this crazy like mind space i was like depressed until i turned to this right. or you know i just stumbled upon this skill or you know i just found that this is so much better like you know what I'm offering right now is, you know, what you don't see this outside. And right. like, I mean, you don't see this elsewhere. Right. So like that comes up in like a networking event, right? But mm -hmm. even on dates, like, okay, so like how did you become a lawyer or a doctor? Like, why do you like it? I love like, that those are the two standard <laughs> career paths you went to. <laughs> artist. Thank you. <laughs> podcaster social media influencer etc anything et like just anywhere wherever you are in life how did you get here basically and then like someone's like well my parents made me do it and then you can just like use that as a segue just learning about the relationship of the, the parents, parents yeah and them like how did it start like what was their childhood like where are they now like when you understand the progression of things, one, it gets them talking about themselves, right. which makes them feel authentic, which makes them bring out the best of them because at a networking event or a date, you're trying to understand and learn about them, right? But at the same time, it's also interesting because you'll never see the same progression of events for anybody, yeah. like, like with somebody else. Right, and that's why I say like the biggest shift is just to be like, this is a fascinating person in front of me. It doesn't matter who they are, yeah. right? It's just that this is a new person who's been through a life that you haven't been through. Mm -hmm. So that, that's really like, if you just go in with that, you're just kind of like, you have unlimited amount of questions you can ask this person because yeah. you know nothing about them. Yeah, and it's like, you're, like, as a journalist, you're trying to find something unique, something that's relatable something that makes you think right yeah and then so if you have these types of questions like no one is going to feel like you're getting interviewed when you're asking genuine questions about themselves right based out of curiosity right yeah especially because we can tell right yeah. like we know when we're being interviewed and when it's a natural progression of questions and i think that comes from if you're genuinely interested in me, 
and just learning about me as a person, that will come up, right? Whatever you start with a question, I answer it. You're like deeply listening to my answer and finding ways to tease more information, right? Which is very different than being you coming into this date going, okay, you know what? These are the five things that like Silo needs to offer me for me to want to go on a second date with her. Right. And then what are you going to do? You're going to ask direct questions to see if I check those boxes to see if I'm worth a second date. Yeah. And like, you just, it helps you. Like, I don't know, for me, like with dates, like, okay, like it's make or break at this date. So you only have an hour to understand like many times before I was like, okay, like I just always go on the second date. Like, yeah. Just because how much can you freaking learn about somebody? Yeah, on a first date. hour, two hour conversation, right? Especially if like maybe they turned you off because you heard something you didn't want to hear. Yeah. But instead, like you can just keep learning about them and then like dig up things that you do like, you know, like those are the, it's like the using those genuine curious questions mm-hmm. to figure out like what makes somebody special. Yeah. That's what it is. And then just kind of on a dating or networking strategy, if you get somebody to keep talking about themselves, yeah. they're always going to want to talk to you. I was literally thinking that. I was about to be like, y'all, if you like this person, don't brush them with interview questions. They won't want to go on the second date with you. Yeah, like what right. if you like them? Like, you know? Like what if they did check all your boxes, but they don't want to see you again because they're like, what was this date? Yeah. Was I just being evaluated? Exactly. But if you get them, I mean, that was my strategy with you and it freaking worked. Yeah. Like, I think the whole time, I don't think I really talked, and I was so happy about it. Yeah, and I talked the whole time. I remember I looked down, I was like, um, I didn't eat a bite of my food, and you <laughs> finished all your food at that point. Well, I was trying to get that second date. But it also worked. It set the dynamic for how much I talk in this relationship, right. <laughs> and how much you listen, so. But I was just like, okay, well, if I have the second date, then I can do the talking about Yeah. Right? So I think, like, that's a kind of a good way, like, if you, like, one take, like, be really genuine and curious about your questions. Try to understand the story of how anyone, business or dating, yeah. got to where they are. Try to uncover what makes them special, what makes them unique, or things that you can learn from, you know, by yourself. Because like, then you can like go back, talk to your friends and be like, yo, I know this person that X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. for me now, I was like, I know this person who was a bodyguard for like, you know, yeah. like an investor. Like I learned about that. I wouldn't have if I wasn't asking questions, right? I learned about that the fact that the bodyguard got into it because he just wanted to make some cash and end up making a lot of cash. Like like now I know this information and just like that was from a fifteen minute conversation. Yeah. Right? So imagine if I kept talking to him for like an hour or two. Right? Like what more can I have learned? Um that, I know, that's why I love questions. Yeah, no, I mean, you know that's one of my favorite skills. And I think it's, um, there's just so much that needs to be said about it. That's a whole different podcast episode that we can get into on like questioning. So stay tuned for that. If you guys do want to hear anything about questioning, let us know. Um, DM us on Instagram at love and flow podcast so that we can kind of keep in mind to do a questioning podcast, Mm -hmm. like a whole different episode for it in the future. Awesome. So like, what's another strategy? I think another that's like... Um, it's a little cheesy, but it makes sense. It's like similar to the first like giving mindset. It's having this like open heartedness and loving mindset. And I think it's this concept that I I kind of started getting into it, which is that when you see someone across from you going into it, being open hearted by being like, 
this is a whole human I don't know, yeah. <laughs> right? Who's lived through a whole life I don't know. So you should just be genuinely curious, but also come at it from a place of love of trying to see the good in people, right? Mm-hmm. And just being open to new opportunities. So I just want to make a disclaimer that we're not saying to just go with disrespect, mm-hmm. right? That's a whole different thing. Like major red flags, like anything that's like disrespectful behavior, that's, that is a side note, right? That, yeah. is, that is not part of this conversation. But I just think that there's a lot of talk around, you know, I went on this date, he was okay, but like he didn't really do this for me. So like, it was kind of a waste of my time. Yeah. And I find that really tough to get over because I've heard it so much about how like, these were just a waste of my time. Yeah. Right? And you hear the networking events, right? You hear people go to networking events say, oh, there was no one. Like, I didn't meet anyone who could help me do this. It was such a waste of, like, my two hours of networking. Yeah. And I think that's, like, the shift in that mindset is super, like, is going to be very, very key, which is going into this loving mindset and open-hearted mindset of saying, everyone is here for a reason. Yeah. Right? Like, everyone has something to offer. And it kind of ties into questioning bit where you talked about how you want to find the one thing that, not the one thing, but you want to find something that makes that person special. And I think that helps, right? To really find what they're passionate about, what makes them special, what do they love to talk about? I think that truly helps get into that mindset and know that nothing is really a waste of your time. They're all learning lessons. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because like when I go into a networking event, I go in being like, everyone here is awesome. Right. Right? Like, it doesn't matter if they're not. Like, because of what it does for me, you know? But you know what's interesting that you say, it doesn't matter if they're not? Who are you to judge if they're exactly. not? Exactly. Like, that's yeah. the biggest thing, right? It's like, who are you to judge if they're not awesome? Because what the fuck does being awesome even mean? Right? Exactly. Yeah. And it exactly. comes yeah. into, they're not awesome because you're in the mindset of, um, like, what can they offer me? Right. So if I'm thinking, what can these people offer me and no one can offer me anything? Well, no one's awesome anymore. Like now suddenly it's a waste of my time, even though 70% of the networking, like the people in the networking event could have like had a great fucking time talking to each other. Yeah. All of a sudden I think it was a waste of time. Right. So I think that's where the shift happens. Yeah. And you're right. Like it needs Mm -hmm. to happen. So like, here's some reasons as to anyone that you meet into a, a networking event is awesome and deserves your love. And same thing with dates. One, they're human, right? And it's extremely hard to be human. Like, so that's one, right? Like, two, you're human yourself. So that's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, you're human, they're human, you have a lot to connect on. Third, it's like, they're there, right? So at a networking event, I was just like, hey, they're here. And I'm here. Like, right. most likely we have somewhat, you know, the same motives of being I was here. about to be like, at least the one thing you have in common is that you wanted to be here for something. Yeah. Right? Like, you came t- for some reason. Exactly. Um, even on dates, right? It's like, yeah. oh, this person actually came out and wanted to meet me. Guys, it takes a lot of effort to get ready and go out. <laughs> <laughs> if they're there, they want to be, like, you know? Exactly. So that's enough reason for them to, like, for your love, you know? Like, and not talking about, like, the romantic love, but just, like, your like genuine human here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm, gratitude. Really, that's what it is, right? I think it's a fourth one that 
there's Honestly, everyone inherently it's just that no one's perfect mm-hmm. again like disclaimer aside of like really terrible behavior we're talking about just people that no one connects with and feels like is a waste of their time it's like no one should be a waste of your time yeah right either they're learning lessons because of like really extreme behavior or two if you just don't connect then you just don't connect but you just met another human who lived a whole different life than you like exactly. that in itself yeah. should be so amazing of things that you've learned right and i think that's what it is it's like no one's perfect right yeah. i always want to think about it as like we can go around saying they were a waste of my time it's like but would you ever want that person to think you were a waste of their time because mm-hmm. they could be thinking the same fucking thing it's not yeah. just you that can critique right mm-hmm. they can easily walk away and think this person was a waste of my time or this was a waste of two hours of a date and you never want that yeah right so i think it just kind of goes the same way the other way (laughs) (laughs) lost it Um, too many directions too many directions um you know what i mean it just Mm -hmm. goes back the other way is that you had you know you spent that time you took that time knowing that you're not perfect that person across from you is not perfect you're just two different people yeah and it's just about building that connection but coming at it from a place of thinking like from love or gratitude yeah i think like so i don't know like this could be controversial but like for me like the advanced class on like love is that look you're human you're gonna come across people that are gonna disrespect disrespect you like disrespect i'm okay with like yeah there's like the exceptions right someone that maybe hurts you traumatizes you in some way but like if you're not okay with being disrespected then like don't go out and meet people right because you will be at some i'm sorry point. like yeah. you know like yeah. and i just i also want to make the disclaimer you've probably disrespected someone else yeah we're all just trying to figure it out like yeah i get that like, people are assholes right but just imagine like let's say you come in with the mindset that says wow it's okay for people to be assholes maybe that doesn't work for me and right. for second dates and for them to be in my life i get what you're saying yeah like, it's different to think about what you'd want in your life as a partner, but it's also different to be like, this is just a human. Yeah. It's just like, well, yeah, because I think at the, at the end of the day, if someone is being an asshole, like, or whatever it is, it's, I don't want to make this disclaimer because I'm not an expert in this, but I think a big part is like a lot of these are just different responses to how you grew up, right? Mm-hmm. Like most people aren't just born assholes. They're like raised in certain ways or they've had certain moments in their life that have shaped who they are, right? And you have to remember that you have also been shaped to who you are. We talk about our generation now, like I have have like significant insecurities, right? Mm -hmm. I have like really big insecurities. I have a lot of things that have shaped me into my personality traits and who I am as a person because of what I've been through, like in my 28 years, right? And I think it's important to remember, like you said, you don't need to go on a second date with an asshole. Yeah. But it's important to remember they are an asshole probably for a reason. And mm-hmm. we're not saying you have to sit there and take the disrespect. Yeah. We're just saying it's a different mindset. We're saying it's okay that they're an asshole. Yeah, like they probably went through something that that's how they're, that's how they are. That's yeah, what like, shaped them. When you start saying that it is not okay, I'm the morality police, I gotta fix this right here and there yeah you're just kind of shooting yourself in the foot because like now you can't have you can't continue with learning about this so something that i like to do is just 
if I think that someone is being an asshole, I just learn about it. Yeah. Right? Like, in my head, I'm like, okay, what makes them think this way? Because I, like, one, like, if I do feel like a morality police about yeah. a certain topic, now I know a little bit more on how to have these conversations in the future. Yeah, and honestly, we've done that. We've mm-hmm. done that, meaning you've been really great about that with, like, I think a lot in just growing up, like, a lot of these issues around, like, I don't want to say, not issues, but, like, topics around feminism, right? Mm-hmm. And just, like, things that you just didn't know. Yeah. Right? Like, we've had a lot of disagreements slash, like, like heated discussions, I would call them, mm-hmm. around them, right? But yeah. that's just because I have a different experience, you have a different experience, you just know different things, and I knew different things, right? So, like, yeah. coming together in that conversation, like, I would assume you were never, like, you're an asshole for thinking this way. And I never thought you were an asshole for not knowing certain things, right? Right, yeah. And so I think it's, like, very easy to look at someone and be like, well, this is ridiculous. We're in 2021. How does he think she still needs to work in a kitchen, right? Like, yeah. she needs, like she belongs in a kitchen. And I think for me, it's two different mindsets of being like, look, if someone had said that to me, I wouldn't go on a second date with that person yeah. because that's not the person I want to spend my life with. But it is also, like, who are you to be like, I'm better than this person, mm-hmm. right, for thinking that way. The difference is maybe you just were able to be exposed to, to things, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's very easy for people to think we're in 2021. How, are they, how do they not know? Yeah. But it's very different to underestimate the importance or the play that um, nurture plays into this mm-hmm. and who they're surrounded by plays into it and yeah. how much of an effect that has, regardless of what like society is saying and what marches are being held. Mm-hmm. If you're surrounded by a certain group, you will always think that way. Yeah, and it just, it removes all the positive effects of gratitude and love and just being like, okay, so like the way I see it is like, you know, if you don't have, if you do have an open heart, like open heart with anybody that you come across, it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, maybe it'll affect you, right? But then you're going to just be like, it's okay, let me just keep learning about this person. Yeah. Or let me just be a little bit, just like chill for lack of a better word but what it allows you to do again is to kind of hold on to what was good about the day um allows you to hold on to like what did you learn yeah um instead of just kind of closing off shutting down and then going back home and being like that was a waste of my time this person offended me because like for somebody to offend you is a choice right right but also i think like just to kind of tie it up because I think we kind of went on a huge rant about <laughs> all this stuff. Um, it's exactly what you said, right? Mm-hmm. You ended with this whole concept of you go back and you think you, it was a waste of time. You know what, who would that eventually affects yourself? Yeah. The amount of people I have seen that go, I am tired of dating. I'm frustrated with dating. Well, probably because like it, there's a very good chance that you're going on a lot of dates that you come out of thinking this was a waste of my time. Right. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy the process of dating, right, if you enjoy, like, no matter what happens on these dates to be like, this is a learning lesson. I have learned or grew because of this date. Yeah. What are you frustrated by? Right. Exactly. I think it's that you're always learning. But if you go into it with like, I need to find my partner, I need to find the person I'm going to live the rest of my life with. Mm -hmm. And you see everything as a bad date. Then all of a sudden you're sitting there going, how am I ever supposed to find someone? The world sucks. Yeah. Right? Like, saying it from my perspective only because I see a lot of women writing this, like, men suck. Yeah. Right? Men are all jerks. Like, I promise you they're not all jerks. (laughs) Yeah. So, I think it's like the more you say it that way and you don't 
go in with a loving mindset, you come out frustrated. And honestly, that really only affects you in the end. Because yeah. that person that you thought was a waste of time, they're not thinking of you anymore. Because mm -hmm. I can promise you, if you thought it was a waste of your time, they probably knew in the date that this wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you're just kind of hurting yourself yeah. in terms of the dating, like what you're looking for when you go date. Yeah, it's just like a loving mindset, which is really just tied to the gratitude mindset, right? Yeah. And it's just like, and it's like the next date you have, like as soon as maybe things don't go the way that you planned, just right then and there, just be like, wait, I'm grateful for the fact that I'm alive and I get to have a good dinner with another human being that is, that was initially interested in, in me. Right. And like, and then I, I was interested. Cool. Like yeah. you went on the date because right? your initial something interested you. Now right? you get to explore like other humans and just yeah. you get to explore connection, how it works. You get to like kind of hone hone in on your skills and talking to somebody. Yeah. And like I guess like that's what we mean by loving mindset. It's like yeah. kind of like that religious side. You should love everybody, kind of like right. feeling, right? Um, but even back to networking events, right? Like. You will find people who are like, oh, that's your business model, or oh, that's what you do, or I don't like salespeople. Or, and you know what? You go, okay. Yeah. And you start thinking, well, then I wonder, why don't they like salespeople? Yeah. Have they been pitched to too much? Do they have a bad experience with a salesperson? Like, it's, you know what I mean? If mm -hmm. you shut down, you don't get to ask those questions. Yeah, you don't get to learn. And you don't get to learn. But if you are going in with a loving mindset, like the minute you said that analogy in my head, I was like, well, why don't they like salespeople? I'm curious. Like, what happened to them? Yeah, exactly. Right? Because yeah. in my head, I'm like, people, like things shape who you are. So yeah. what happened? Right? Like, yeah. well, you're thinking you don't like my business model. Why? Oh, like, maybe you see success in a certain way that I don't. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, that's all that went through my head. And I think that's all we're trying to say is you don't need to, like, this person doesn't have to give you something. You don't have to find a new business partner. You don't have to find, like, the love of your life mm -hmm. or go on a second date with the asshole the whole point is like just how you think about humans yeah awesome so like do you, okay so we have three things the giving mindset questioning loving mindset let's say yep. lack of a better word like the way i think about it like those are like my three kind of go-tos so making sure that any any interaction that i ever have like yeah. networking dating getting coffee running into somebody like somebody even, I don't know, like, stepped on my foot or anything, yeah. right? Like, those make me feel, those three strategies make me feel like kind of any interaction that I have yeah. me, like, is a positive for me. Yeah, and I actually just want to add one quick thing is, you know, we talked about this a lot with, like, dating and networking, and you mentioned, like, people you run into. I just want to make it clear, this also works for long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. Like, we still have, like, we still have to put this mindset on, right? Yeah. Like, you and me, we've been together, what, seven and a half years? We're still learning new things, mm -hmm. right? We've still lived, like, 20 years of life before we met each other. Yeah. Right? So, that, those were a long 20, 21 years. So, like, we've become who we were by the time we met. And yeah. we're still evolving, right? So this actually works for like long-term relationships too, I would argue, is having an open-mindedness mind to be like, well, clearly love this person for a reason, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So take the time to learn about why they think a certain way about something. Yeah, and I think Instead like, of just defending yeah. your own way, I mean. And like on the flip side, like how, like how many people do we come across in a day? Like for us, like we come across people like at our co-working space, at the grocery store, 
uh, people in the apartment, anyone that we talk to, like I mean, ninety-five percent work, work remotely. Yeah, like ninety-five percent of the people that we interact with yeah. provide good vibes back to us because yeah. of the because of these three strategies, right? Where I see on the flip side, people being, oh, my day's ruined because this person took too long at the you know at the cashier store. I'm like, man, that stinks. Like you kind of did that to yourself. Yeah, I'm like, like so what? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Someone said that to me. And. Right? So it's more of like, okay, fine, let's say you have all entitlement of feeling like they took away your time. But again, like, you could have just said, that's okay, and found something else and saw that little cute little baby on the side right. of the cashier, you know, like on the other aisle, and then had a good time there. So, yeah. like, those types of strategies, like long term, I mean, just running across people daily, like, I don't know, like, just using that for like networking and dating specifically. Yeah. But I don't know, like, I think that this is hopefully that this, these three strategies would really help, whether networking or dating, like, I think we pick these things because they can provide an immediate result. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, I love these three and I think if like anyone listening wants to hear more about any of them, like I said, just DM us, um, we're very close to these topics, so we're happy to dive into any of these. Yeah, and let me let us know if you disagree yes. um, with anything said on this podcast. But like like we said, when we kind of give tactics, go ahead, try them, try them. You know, when you run into somebody, your next date, your next networking event, really the next human maybe you like, interact yeah, with, maybe the next coffee chat that you have with a colleague. Let us know how they go. If they don't go the the way that you expected it to, like let us know. We'll see, like if we can do anything differently or kind of add on to these strategies. Yeah. Awesome. It works. <laughs> we still don't know how to end podcasts. Yeah, I think ending podcasts is very awkward. Um, but I think that's it. So just give us any feedback. We all, we're always open to that. And Follow Love and, Flo- Love and Flow Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Follow okay. Love and Flow Podcast on Instagram. And make sure you share this episode. Awesome. Bye.